What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perception is a Bitch. Many of us in life find at some point that we are stuck. Stuck playing a role we never knew we signed up for. Something that society has cornered us into. We have no alternative but to play our part. As Shakespeare said, life is but a stage and we are merely players in it. Now, a lot of us are seemingly unaware that we are stuck in these roles, but sometimes it is blaringly obvious. We're going to talk about one mythological example of this, Mulan. What's up, happy people? Welcome back to another episode of Perceptions, bitch. We're here, bitches. I've got my co-star with me, my wife, Sarah. You're ride or die. So I'm going to lead in to this episode with the question. Mm-hmm. What do you fucking do when who you are and who society says you should be are at odds and the two cannot be reconciled? Mm. what's a motherfucker to do tell him to suck a dick you can't quite do that because the forces of society will beat suck you a dick. they will beat you into conformity dick. if you don't conform right and that's the yeah. story of mulan yeah right so uh yeah we finally got around to um watching the the new live action version of mulan that came out during this whole quarantine fiasco yeah we're a little late to the um, mulan party yeah so don't don't hate on us too much we're lots we're... of spoilers in this conversation because <laughs> the shit been out almost a year it. now yeah which i mean the story of mulan is old like um I think it goes back to the 12th century and it's supposed to be from even like the 6th century. It's a really old story. And um, I just like on kind of digging a little deeper, I was intrigued about it. Uh, That story at the beginning of Mulan about the hair is actually a nod to the original poem about the Ballad of Mulan from the 12th century. So just a little yeah, read, like read the tidbit. Poem. Read the poem. I thought it was a pretty good poem. Well, there's a there's a moment at the beginning of the live action movie version where she talks about riding next to, um, she's on her horse and she's riding next to these two hares and they're running really fast. And she comes home, she's telling her family about it. She's like, oh, I think one was male and female, but I'm not sure, like, because they were, were all running so fast. And in the poem, the original poem, it says, The male hair wildly kicks its feet. The female hair has shifty eyes. But when a pair of hair runs side by side, who can distinguish whether I, in fact, am male or female? Can't so tell. I really like that they layered the original poem in there, at least in a nod uh, of a head towards it in that way. So, in, in you know, the story of Mulan is mm-hmm. pretty common. They are, their dynasty is about to be invaded by this external force. And Mm -hmm. we're going to use more of the live action to have this conversation because that's a lot of where these nuances lie. The the questions. It's it's always been a great question of gender roles and society biases. Uh, We need people to defend the the dynasty and go fight. mm -hmm. So the fuck what if the greatest fighter we have is female? (laughs) Like, who gives a fuck, right? right. But <laughs> it's not like in the heat of battle when swords are swinging and, and machetes flying. We're going to be oh, like, oh, you got a pussy. A, you can't kill you, me. You can't, <laughs> you're a woman. I'll die a little less if yeah. you kill me versus if the but guy the with the penis killed me. But the to those two hairs, the two hair running mm-hmm. um, is to say, in the heat of battle, who can tell if you're male It's or not going to matter. Yeah. Right. Even in even in leadership, and I'm going to bring in the corporate world, you tend to see not a whole lot of women in leadership. But when a company is running great, or or, or an organization is functioning at tip top shape, who's to tell and who can tell if the leader is male or female? Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no oh you know this company is doing shitty, so this has to be the work of a yeah. woman. You know, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that way. Yeah. But there's a lot here in the story of Milan that we want to talk about today. 
Like there's there's gender roles, there's conformity to cultural bias, cultural biases, and haven't when when your chi, when the essence of who you are, no longer or doesn't fit in well into what society conforms. Um, it's a lot like if you are a homosexual uh, man or a gay man who lives in the Middle East, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I. It's- just jumping in here because I think I kind of know where you're going. Like the LGBTQ community is a community that uh, is a great parallel for this because very often they early on realize that they're different from what society generally accepts or is the, the, the considered the norm. And, and that kind of mindset has them have to address that really early on in their lives, way sooner than most of us have to, really self-internalize and figure out who we are and what we stand for. Having to be faced that early in our lifespan with the fact that you were fucking different from everybody else. And not just different in like, oh, I just sort of... Like I have red hair and most people have brown hair. You're different in the sense of who you are and how you want to live your life is like structurally different from what society will even tolerate. Especially, uh, I think, for anyone um, on the spectrum of the LGBTQ, but especially the T's, I feel like that is exceptionally hard to feel and know from an early age that you were born in the wrong body. Like, the parts that make you up don't match what you feel inside and how how you perceive yourself and how everyone else perceives you are at complete odds. And this is perception is a bitch incarnate because when, when how you like, for example, in the Milan, like the, the Disney version, they have that song reflection. Like when will the mirror show who I am inside? When what society perceives what they see of you on the outside versus what you feel and see on the inside are at complete odds. It's very disconcerting. It's, it's, it's a traumatic place to be. And I think in, to some degree, we all feel that. And that's what makes the story of Mulan so identifiable because we all have a moment at least in which we realize that the way society saw us like the I way think we about, were. I think about like the, the, the Chinese kid who lives in China, a culture where you have to be good at math and it's all engineering and science-based, but he wants to be a basketball player, right? And you go up to mom and dad, be like, "Oh, I want to go play basketball." And you, they're looking at this motherfucker this is like, "Not the norm, like yeah." That our, our this is not what our people do. This this, this is, is not, not going to bring honor acceptable. to the family. This, this, you you're bringing shame to the family. Oh, but mom and dad, it's my passion to play. Fuck your passion. <laughs> <laughs> bring honor to my family. Oh, do, gosh. Are you wanting to dishonor you? Are you want to embarrass me, motherfucker? <laughs> right. So like, and I'm and I'm using examples here of where who you are and who society defines you to be are two completely different things. So uh-huh. the, the the Chinese kid who loves basketball, but the society is all about math or sciences the, or sciences. The yeah. African kid who wants to play soccer, but your parents want you to, be to be a, a doctor, doctor a lawyer, lawyer. And, or an engineer. Fuck. Or if you're an African American kid in American society. You have the mind for the arts or a mind for philosophy, but the only way that a kid in the hood can find success is through sports. Rapper NFL. Ra- ra- yeah. you, you're either gonna play basketball, <laughs> you're gonna play football, or you're gonna be in, or you're gonna be a rapper. Yeah. And and you have generations of kids conditioned to the idea that if they're not success any, has to look this way. Yes. And if you if you're if you're not any one of these things or can be good at any one of these things, you're dead on arrival. You're yep. fucked from the get. And in the story of Mulan, like she was told like the only way you can bring honor to this family, the only way was see, to marry well. Never heard. Yeah. Be quiet, marry. look pretty and marry marry well. And, and, you know, this whole honor thing, this was a sub note and this isn't part of our overall, you know, conversation that we're having really, but just kind of pisses me off when people have kids and family and they feel like for some reason, because they had the kids, those kids owe them 
Like, like you, I was born to like serve you. Your yeah, your like, reason like in life exists now to bring this. honor I didn't to ask me. Ask to be yanked out of non-existence yeah. into this shit. Like I don't owe you my. This is my life. Like whatever life we have, it's ours. Like for our parents to claim part ownership of that life is is ridiculous. Only one person can own that life. That's why we don't allow slavery. I mean, no one else should have say over your well, life. Well, well, well s- slavery will always exist the forms and the context of it will change from time to time which which makes it hold on which makes it unidentifiable but slavery and ownership of people and telling people what to fucking do it just comes with being human it's just in the cards but that's for my us. point like like so it's a different version like there's there's different versions there's owning there's slaves like and owning the black technical slaves sla- slavery uh, um that okay. we most think about yeah. but then, then there's, there's the, the slavery to society the, the slavery we feel um because we're conditioned to live the life our parents dictate yep. for our us or the one society dictates for us, like our what we're given permission to live based on our culture. Yeah, so and there's no even the economical survive slavery of how we have to now give our life essence to these jobs because now we have to work and pay our way to live. And so we're, we're forced into roles yeah. that we don't really want to take. The masters realize that, you know what, it makes more sense if you get the slaves <laughs> to, to house feed and house feed themselves. themselves. Still so just we, as desperate, so, just as So we don't control. house and feed the slaves. It's a lot like how Uber control decided, your you know overhead. what, let's get the employees to bring the cars to work so we don't have to pay for them vehicles. See, a lot of these so, yeah, businesses like, like are late said, to the party. Slavery always exists in some context, but I don't think a lot of people have the self-awareness to understand that as parents, as much as you love your kids, it is a form of slavery and abuse when you try to force them into roles that the main objective is to bring honor to you, to make you feel special like how many parents do you know that go on to these like sunday dinners and shit oh my son's going to stanford and he's doing this my daughter's going over here she's in the peace corps and she's to you know gonna become a lawyer and then you feel shit if you're that one parent who your son's like like my kids in art (laughs) (laughs) you know he just paints some pictures and like on the side of buildings and shit like you don't want to be that parent no and your kid may be happier and in the long run they may do better but it's not it's not something you're able to brag about. It doesn't. It isn't something that most people. It doesn't bring honor to you. It's, it's not about how society them. has defined honor in the context in which it should come or what it should yep. look like. And I feel like if people are having kids with that mindset, with the mindset of like, what can they do for me? And now that they now they owe me, like you shouldn't fucking have the kids then. It's a good point. Anyway, so, sub point though. Let's get no, back I like track. it. So so back back to Mulan. So before, so in in this live action, there's this witch who is fighting for the other camp, mm-hmm. right? Not and really. She's not really fighting for the other camp. She is. She's killing for them, but her main objective is to change the cultural narrative, the bias, to create a place where so, she so can even, belong. Right. Even perception, because you, she was just looking for a place to belong, a lot like Mulan, yeah, right? Like she, Mulan was also searching for a place to belong. Mm-hmm. She lived in this world where her chi, which was that warrior spirit, was not welcome. Like mm-hmm. you're a girl, girls don't fight. Go marry your nice husband. So this witch, we find out, had maybe not similar background, but searching for a culture no, was, that would accept an exact, her. It was exact similar background. They had the okay. same chi, the same everything. So when we uh, when we're introduced to her, mm-hmm. I'm thinking she's just an evil witch. Yeah. And then you find out that her and Milan have a lot more in common mm-hmm. than we think. Now the so point- in their cultural narrative. Men could have cheese, like that internal magic that made them connect with nature or whatever in themselves. A warrior spirit. Men could have that. It wasn't necessarily a warrior spirit, though it flowed that way. It was just like that energy within them. And if a woman had it, if she a man a witch. had it, yeah, he was a warrior and he could use his chi for good things. If a woman had it, it yeah, you were a witch. Perception's and- a bitch. And you were ostracized. So this, this you know where woman else we had did that, that The Salem witch trials. That's mm-hmm. what that shit was about. Yeah. Perception. Women, For some reason, women, the men never get, get shit enough. Just women <laughs> women who express themselves a certain way and the way cultural society perceives it, it's like, oh, if, if a woman has that chi, she got to be a witch. Got to go. Got to go. Be, so you yeah. Kind of like even Jay-Z said it. <laughs> 
Like if you're black and you're a millionaire or a billionaire, got to be the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now they want you gone. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can't be an African-American. L- let me use it in Jay-Z's words. Can't be a rich nigger and people not think you're in the Illuminati. They, they, they just can't wrap their minds around the fact that a rich man, a rich black man mm-hmm. could just have gotten his wealth and just be rich. He just hustled and now, made it. If he black and he rich... Must be Illuminati. There's just nowhere. He, he he sucks some dick. He's <laughs> he's, he's oh, kissed Jesus. some white man's ass. Like he's done some to earn this wealth. But uh, yeah, no. With the with the now I'm thinking about Jay Z and the Illuminati. I don't even know where I was going. <laughs> so, so true. So true. But you're uh, t- we're she- talking about the the warrior spirit, the chi, and for women. Yeah, so witch. she was the exact same as as the witch, and and she was smart in the movie because Mulan, the the witch initially tried to pull Mulan over. It's like, oh, we're the same. Your people are gonna, re- you know, go against you the same way my people went against me when they learned the truth about me. Like, you found out for one, they both had to be truthful about who they were, so that their chi was the strongest. Mm-hmm. But they chose different truths in a way. So Mulan chose the truth of, I'm going to pay the consequences of them, you know, pushing me out as long as it means being myself and knowing that I did the right thing based on how I see it. And then it showed us that. And the witch showed that her truth was, everyone's going to hate me. So I'm going to fuck with them first, basically. Okay, so stop right there. That's an important point. The witch chose, she said, they're going to hit me anyway, so let me fuck with them first before they fuck with me. Like, they're already kicking me out. They won't give me a place, so I'll go make my place. Milan's truth was, I'm going to go make my place. They're going to hate me, but here's my neck. Cut cut it off if you have to. Do what you need to. I'm still going to do the right choice so I can be true to myself. And it's not going to be in in an attempt to hurt you, Mm -hmm. but I do understand if being myself bothers you so bad that you need to kill me yeah i'll lay down my life if that's what you need to feel good about yourself there's very very different motivations there and but the the witch initially like i said tried to pull her over to her side like okay come come on this side because you're like me we're the same and eventually Mulan was able to pull her over it's like yeah we're the same but you can actually make this choice you don't have to make and that's that problem of perception. A lot of times in life, we think there's only one choice when we, like, we can actually recreate that option C. The you know, point there's you, A, B, and then there's always C. Right. The point you made was the society could have like bypassed this whole war oh, yeah. process. Yeah, that was a huge part. Okay, so you want it, you want it, you, that was your point. You tell us Well, I mean, that, that was a separate point, and it, but it does build on this, which is that all of those deaths, so at the end of the, the Mulan story, the live-action version, uh, the witch ends up taking an arrow for Mulan, saves her life. Mulan is then able to save the kingdom, and because the emperor saw her, a woman, save him and saw how her she was so strong, and she that, was such that, a noble that was warrior, the paradigm he shift got to be for, on the front row seat. Yeah, for that paradigm shift. That was a paradigm shift for the king. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, if you want to shift a culture. You have to shift the paradigm of yes. the person at the head of the culture. And you can't just tell someone something and, oh, oh women should be equal because they have good chi. He Not had equal. to witness it. He right. had to be in that specific moment, in that specific context to have that perception Which switch. By, even that point alone is a standalone point as to how fucked up and unnecessarily hard it is to, to change, change cult- someone's mind to, to change culture's mind culture's mind to, to, because to, to change a cultural narrative is exceptionally hard but even to change a person like an individual to change one mind mm-hmm. is like moving a fucking mountain it, right. it's dang near impossible and it took such an extreme moment of him to be tied up almost dead his whole country on the brink of extinction mm-hmm. And then seeing a woman come in to be the one to save him in that moment. And that was what it to have, took. To it have would, that paradigm shift. Nothing less than that extreme. Would have done it. Would have done it. 
would have changed. The yep. fuckery of this is the entire reason the other army had the witch at her disposal was because she had felt ostracized because she had been kicked out of her village and beaten down and told what she was was wrong. And if the emperor could have had that perception, like if he could have been aware of how flawed his perception was about female warriors and women with chi, if he had been able to see that, the witch never would have sided with them they would have never and been all in war. those lives would have even if the the men themselves had attacked it would have been a fair fight now though it would have never been that slaughtering of his people because she wouldn't have been there her entire story her life was written and told because they had one perception of her value and her worth the and so female she chi. she made her narrative and staked her life course on that narrative. If the king and the empire had seen that, had understood that all those sons, all those fathers, all those families that were ripped apart could have been avoided. If the culture had just perceived one a different way. That is why we say perception is a bitch because until you know that, that one thing, that one little thing that caused so much pain and heartache that that shaped that generation that world at that time i mean in the story of course like theoretically but that's how life is made up though i mean think about even um a men like hitler mm-hmm. fucking you consider him asshole monster terrible person soulless but you think about all of the little moments where if if he had gotten into the art school he applied for, if he had um, not been abandoned by his father, and I think he had an abusive relationship with father, mothers, I can't remember all the details, but there was some shit at home going on. All those little things, if perception, if you understood the impact that that him being fucked up could lead to. So let, let me explain this one because th- th- this is the Am one I that I love. It? No, you, you're, you're not losing it. And I'm not coming in to mansplain it. <laughs> but this this is where I throw in a little bit of philosophy. All right. Where I say. Lay it on me, brother. So when I say perception is a bitch, mm-hmm. perception is a bitch because when people say perception is reality, mm-hmm. I say, look, that is such a cliche statement to make. You're missing how existential that point is because reality is life lived. So like if we look at the Milan story, all those men and women who died because a culture would not allow a female warrior, mm-hmm. would not allow the best soldier to fight even because because she was female, right? Mm-hmm. So think about how many people who died unnecessarily, men who were drafted to war who did not need to be in that war mm-hmm. when there were just as many capable women who would have fought and lived, right? Yeah. So think about those lives that died, perished. That's reality. Those are lives lost, mm-hmm. right? Those are losses that families are going to mourn. Yep. Think about all the heartache that the witch lived through because she mm-hmm. was ostracized by her culture. That 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 hate that she had for the culture led her to become this dark evil menace. That's reality and all the people who died from that. Like everything that's happening here is all reality. It's oh, all life it's existence. lived. It's existence. And if you understood created, perception. Created mm-hmm. by interpretations that people are making. And it's not like they made these perceptions thinking that they were wrong. Everyone creates a perception based on what they think is true right. and real. And that's what should fucking scare you because we all perceive something to be true while understanding that there's another perception out there that says everything we believe is false. So when people say, oh, look, the, the whole point of perception, when people say, hey, just think differently and you can change your reality, right? Something can happen to you and the way you choose to perceive it, your interpretation changes mm-hmm. how your life lived plays out. Yeah. Like we know these things in theory. Mm hmm. And when we hear them, they make sense. Yeah. But when it comes to like how it actually plays out in our lives, it's like we automatically just go fucking blank. We don't even see how like, fuck, the reality I'm living right now was created by perception. Mm-hmm. Right. Think, think about the kid who has a passion for 
arts, but because he was born in Africa and his parents wanted him to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, he now gets sent to some school he doesn't want to be at, has all these adversities in his life, has to go through courses that he can't pass. The parents now hate him because now they think he's a failure. They think he's an idiot. He resorts yep. to drugs and alcohol. Like, that's reality. That's life lived. But you know what created that reality? The perception the parents had that the only way their kid could be of any value was to be a was to be a doctor, on, lawyer, mm-hmm. engineer. Perception is a bitch, and it's a bitch because reality, life lived, is created by interpretations. That is such a fascinating but also scarily existential point to me. Yeah. Uh, anyway you gotta be careful you gotta be careful what you do and say and like how we put our influence out into the world because we impact this stuff okay anyway uh the wine has been sitting in the freezer for about 45 minutes now (laughs) gotta go get that shit i go get that wine all right Uh, if you're wondering what we're drinking we're drinking that winking owl i like it because it's good and it's cheap we'll be right back Hey, happy people. Hope you're enjoying the tipsy, philosophical banter between Deji and I so far today as we discuss the many ways in which perception is a bitch. We'd like to take this quick break to top off our tequila and remind all y'all bitches that you can submit your questions, comments, or topic ideas to our email piabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find the links to our PIAB book, merch, and Instagram in the links attached to this episode. All right, now that that bullshit's out of the way and we've re-upped on our favorite inhibition-lowering, mind-expanding, and giggle-inducing substances, let's get back to it. We're back. We back. We back. Okay, so you you had some concerns about Mulan's dad. <laughs> I I was a little irritated at the whole dad situation. I had mad respect from him in a way because he did allow his daughter early on in her years to to flourish. He was she an early her. adopter of the yeah. mentality that I'm watching my daughter. Do- like when Mulan was like jumping up across the building, spirit. yeah, he's watching this spirit play out. This chi, and he's like, "There's something unique he's and proud. fascinating he's, here." You can see the pride there of seeing her like do so well. And then well, when she landed strength. on the ground, that proud smile he had on his face, he wiped that shit off super quick because he knew that everyone else was. was disappointed because it was against the narrative against the that norm. a girl would be that brave or that, that rambunctious rumpy. like boys okay we get they're rough and tumble girls can't he be had that to way. remind himself oh i can't be proud that's mm-hmm. a girl yeah. yeah that's a girl but i i felt like there was a lot of of because he he was very wishy-washy through the whole thing because he already knew he was kind of breaking the rules when she was younger but he loved seeing how talented she was it was easier to get away with the tomboy when she young. When she's little. When no she one really becoming, cares when yeah. they're like four, five, six. When they start becoming teenagers and Now they start thinking is... about how she should honor them and, mm-hmm. and what she's what you've conditioned her to find as acceptable and to understand as life. You're now taking away from her. You're saying, oh, okay, actually, that was just for funsies. Now you have to come be a slave over here and do what we told you to do. I think when she grew up, the father realized that I've encouraged my daughter to be something that society does not, Will not allow, allow her to be. Yeah, and and now I have to reframe her mm-hmm. to conform in to this cultural narrative for what society thinks women should be. Yeah, if she's going to have an easy life, yep. because if I keep encouraging this. The future is not looking bright for Milan. It's going to be, she's like, she's going to be, she's not going to be accepted. She's going to be yeah, an outcast. It, it, it kind of reminds me of how. You start being, you, as a parent, you start getting afraid for your kid. Like a lot of parents raise their kids in these naive, sheltered wonderlands of like, life is good and easy and innocent. And no one's out to get you. And it's all just sunshine and rainbows. 
And what they don't realize is they're setting them up to fail when they get out. And now they're learning the hard way that life's not like that. Your boss that. does not like you. Your boss is not your mom and dad. Life is, is failure. More yeah. failures than wins. So all those trophies you got don't apply in the real world. Yep. So sometimes now these kids are having a paradigm shift in real time, mm-hmm. but too late in life because a kid having a paradigm shift at 10 and a grown ass man having a paradigm shift at 20. Yeah. One's a fuck up. So <laughs> the that, other's a learning opportunity. Yeah, there's a lot as parents that we kind of shelter our kids from because we're trying to give them the quote unquote best chance, the best life. We don't want our kids to feel that pain. We don't want them to feel hurt. But a lot of times we're actually setting them up for failure. So imagine if Mulan wasn't the Mulan and the legend that we know. But you spent this time when she was a kid teaching her about her chi, showing her she could be more than just a wife. And then you snatch it all away. Now, let's say there wasn't a war that came around or she 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 did decide to honor you and she stayed with you instead of running off to battle in your stead. Now you have someone who will live their entire life miserable Because not only do they not fit in, they know that there's a place where they could fit in. They know that there's an option out there. The army, but the army doesn't want you. No, no, no. I'm I'm just talking about the skill. Like she was able to experience what it felt like for her body to move like that, to be able to, to think and to grow. And this is the problem, like, so think about World War II when the men went off to war and they, they asked women to take these factory jobs because there was no one left to do with them. And then you tell them when the men come home, oh, now you're supposed to go back to the kitchen and not think and not use your brain. Well, I can't that do was that. Easier when, it was easier for them to do those menial, like, oh, okay, I'm just a housewife and I cook and clean and raise the kids when they didn't know any better, when they didn't know what they were capable of. Once they knew they were capable of running factories, of managing teams, of, of keeping the books and making a difference in you the world. You can put women back in the kitchen. Yeah, like <laughs> you can't undo it. So- that's my problem with the dad. I don't have a problem that he taught her. I have a problem that he walked back. He opened her as, mind and then tried to close it. As soon as you open a door, a mind once expanded cannot return to its original state. If he wanted her in that state, he should not have opened the door. Once you understand how small your world is, now it's a cage. When you don't know any different... It just is what it is. So like, slow down on that point. Slow down on that point because I don't want people to miss that. When you when you don't know you're in a cage, you're 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 liberated. Yeah. It doesn't matter if people see you in a cage. If if the bird in the cage doesn't know it's in a cage, then it's not in a fucking. Like cage. think about even the Matrix. The the if the you don't know you're in the Matrix, was when he became aware of the Matrix. Now. The dream state fails to be an effective prison. So I'm going to say this here. Our philosophy, perceptions of bitch, Mm -hmm. is so powerful and it reminds me a lot of the Matrix. Yeah. Because now you're self aware that you're in the fucking Matrix when you're aware of perception. You you don't, you're not, no one is aware of perception. You can change perception. Right, right, right. We don't, we don't, we live our daily lives not understanding how much of a bitch perception is. Man, uh, this, this topic on, went from on. Mulan to Matrix, though. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, we, we good like that. Mulan we, to Matrix. We good like that. When you don't know you're living in a Matrix, you don't know that you're in a prison. So mm-hmm. it didn't matter how much Morpheus thought. Like, you can't liberate people who don't know they're enslaved. Because <laughs> they're not enslaved. They might be in physical slavery to you that you see it. But if they don't know that they're in there, if the fucking bird don't know it's a canary in a cage, it ain't in a cage. Like their mind is still enjoying a pleasant world it's experience. Pleasant bliss. Right. So the moment you become aware, that mm-hmm. moment of awareness is the moment of empowerment. Yeah. And this is why in our, and I'm saying this in our philosophy, we haven't, you know, gone mainstream yet. But for the people who were able to reach, who have that epiphany, like fuck. For those of you who are here and give a fuck, and are the listening. ones who are like, man, reality is created by perception. I'm living perception, you know, mm-hmm. like that. That. But think about also this as a fuck up. If that war had never happened, Mulan goes on to become. Just some uh, housewife. Just, just some housewife. Yeah. She she would remind me of somebody, and this is context, but it's the same thing. She would be that gay guy who got married because society did not allow 
him to be gay or would have mm-hmm. killed him for, for being, being gay. gay. So right? he marries, like, has like, kids, and lives a miserable, yes. lonely and then, kind and of then, life. And then yeah. 30 years later, the wife, like, what if, you know, I never knew. I never knew. Yeah. Where is this coming from? Mm-hmm. Uh, that What was that show we watched? Love Shank. Oh, yeah, Lovecraft Country, where the father of the main character was an African-American gay man in the fucking 20s. You know mm-hmm. what they would have done to a motherfucker like that? Yeah. They would have cut your balls off and mm-hmm. killed you and strung you up to the world to see as what not to do or what mm-hmm. not to what be. What not to be. So he, you know, Mary has a son, but it's completely against who he is as a person. So again, I go back to the question we posed at the start of this episode. What is a man or woman fucking supposed to do when who you are and what society wants you to be direct opposition are, are at odds and the two cannot be fucking reconciled Mm-mm. where do you go it's not like you can run to another fucking planet I, I just say like in life and in these kind of things you just can't be lukewarm like being in the middle um is is so frustrating and it's even like and I, i've talked to you about this like us with the whole kid thing being lukewarm in it is what bothers me um because we're kind of in that middle 50 50 sometimes we want kids and we're like okay it'd be nice to have kids in a family i see that and then on the other end we're like but it's expensive it's time consuming i mean your priorities in your life are just out the window it's all about the kid now so it's kind of like that like man 50 50 and and that lukewarmness, that in-betweenness is hard to live. Like, you need to pick a path, right? I, I, well, and I, I don't know how much of me wanting kids is, is more a function of just cultural narrative. And, and, and that's and a cultural big one, yeah. Like, like, I don't know. Do I want to become a mom because I truly want to be a mom? Or is it more I have been conditioned from a young age to think I wanted to be a mom and then society a, now a judges me. in the wheel of what is societal, cultural expectation. Biological, because there's just that biological Cultural, biological, um, societal expectations over millennia, yeah. right? It's, well, and it's part of your survival DNA. You need the survival instinct to want to re-procreate um, because it's how the human race carries on. Like our DNA triggers that. For survival, you want little mini me's running around. Yeah, there's just something in you that's like, "Ooh, I should, I should, I should do this again." <laughs> like another one, another one. <laughs> DJ Khaled. <laughs> so, like, there's just something in us that that says that, and trying to figure out whether this is something that you want or it's part of that conditioning, both both cultural and biological. It's really tough to do. And so you and I have been kind of like in this lukewarm middle ground. And to me, that's even where the dad was in the Mulan story. He kind of played that lukewarm thing. And I think for anybody, when you're making a, a choice, whether it goes with cultural narratives because you just decided you'd rather align with the cultural biases than fight them or you're going against them. I think it's the them. path of least resistance. Well, I'm saying either way, whatever path you choose, you kind of just got to pick a path and stick with it and damn the consequences. Because I, I feel like, and again, that that's not great advice. I get it. Like, because in life, we're not supposed to tell people to like be that stubborn and just double down on shit. But sometimes, man, like you made a choice, just own the consequences, the wishy-washy, like people jumping in and out and staying in the middle lane. I kind of respect people who are like all out die hard in one position. I'm not saying they're the most rational motherfuckers, but I get it. You're telling people to be now. At least they're accepting their consequences. (laughs) You're telling people to be now because- But you made a choice. Keeping I know that, it's bad keep, advice. Keeping that, well, it, it, just it bugs is. the shit on me. All the people like because keeping an open mind means being morally flexible, which means not having any absolute position mm-hmm. or absolute truth. So you can't now, in the same breath, say, "But I admire these motherfuckers who are closed-minded in their approach." I mean, sometimes I'm like, I'm not saying I agree with it. And again, it's not rational, but those people who have that blind, absolute faith, you're like, man, at least you like. You knew what you were about. I mean, isn't there um, 
oh man, we did a podcast on this. I think it's one of the lost files. the The story about the apothecary. Oh yeah, we should do that one. You can tell it here; it applies. Okay, so the story of the apothecary uh, was this: base, an apothecary, a medicine man, who would make these yeah potions and stuff for his village to keep them healthy. He created medicines. And this preacher comes in and says, well, you know, that's against God. It's not good. He doesn't like that. And he turns the entire village away from this apothecary and ruins his business, pushes him out of the village and destitutes this man just based on his own moral beliefs and whims, right? Yeah, because the the, the preacher man doesn't like the traditional medicine He doesn't like how it steals people's faith away. He had more influence when they didn't believe in the apothecary. So the more the apothecary became on the outskirts, the more powerful the preacher became. However... And the preacher was not coming from a place of malice, by the way, because he truly... Not not inherently. Truly believed his bullshit. He thought he he did. He thought he did. So far, he does. He's about to have a paradigm shift, yeah. but so, so far he does. His daughters get sick, and now he, again, like Deja said, has a paradigm shift because prayer's not working. His kids are about to die, and he comes to the apothecary. He's and running and to, the, to the medicine man. It's like, man, I'll do anything. I'll give you access to the special tree you wanted. I'll, I'll tell all the villagers to come back to you. Anything you want, to save I'll do. My Just daughters. save my daughters. And Let me take it here. Let me take it here because I love this line. <laughs> right. The apothecary looks the preacher man in the eye and says, nope, not going to save your daughters. And the, fuck, the pre- fuck you. you. The preacher man was like, but why? And what did he say? Go for it. He said, I am just confused that yes. all of a sudden your absolute disposition. That's not what he said. I'm just <laughs> Here's what he said. He said, are you willing to give up all you believe all you've held to be true. Yeah, your entire faith system. You, 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 ruined, give up. you ruined my life. You didn't off, say that part. Off he the just, belief he, you had. Hold he, on. I know, you're are messing you willing, it up though. You're you fucking willing, the story no, up. No, I'm not. I'm yes, trying to are. punchline this shit in. You're fucking it up. Are you willing to give up all you hold to be true just so your daughters can live? Yes. And the preacher man says, yes. And the apothecary looks him in the eye and says, it is for that reason. That I cannot cannot help help you. And so his daughters die. I thought that was fucking gangster. Mm -hmm. You could look at the apothecary and be like, oh, so evil. No, motherfucker. It's called tit for tat. It's called living on the shit that you would die by. Like, or dying (laughs) by the shit that you you. live by. If you're not willing. Because there's. Like there's that saying, like um, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If you live by the perspective, you die by the perspective. Especially if you are going to condemn. I'm not saying you won't you won't change your mind and you won't change parameters. You don't condemn other people off your just because they don't align with your perspective, Mm -hmm. motherfucker. You better be willing to die for that shit too. Yeah, because you basically have you've condemned people to to pay for your perspective. And I, I love having debates with people and conversations with people, especially when they can come at it like, oh, I, I see where you're coming from, or see your perspective, or I'm not, you know, 100% sure on where I stand, but here are my thoughts so far. Having a conversation with someone like that is amazing. And, and, and you're coming from it from this wholesome perspective of like, Let's just try and see where the other one's coming from and digest our thoughts and be the catalyst to great conversation. You know what that reminds me of? I think you already know. Like hmm. this week at work, uh-huh. you know, it's like I'm, I'm in this new role. We're doing this succession planning. I don't know the people that I'm having to rate. Mm-hmm. Like they've been there years. I'm, I'm like two weeks in. So as I'm talking to my peers, I'm like, look, I, I'm not trying to be right or wrong about a team member. Right. Like I, I haven't. That's not my place. Yeah. But I do want to be the catalyst for for conversations that help us reflect on our own points of views and perspective. Understand like, what our yeah, thoughts Yeah, I'm just are. trying to be a, cartel- uh, a catalyst for great conversations. Like, uh, uh, it's a battle of ideas. I want to yeah. be the catalyst for these ideas to go to war. Not the individuals to start throwing blows yeah. at each other, but we need to get these ideas into, into a battle test, right? Yeah. And, and that's that's my point. Like it's we we need to 
come at these conversations very flexible for the most part. But if there is something that you truly believe, you shouldn't be wishy-washy on it. Like, I believe in equality. If I all of a sudden start being wishy-washy about that belief because it, it becomes not convenient for me, then I am an asshole of a person because I don't truly believe it. I'm just yeah, yeah you do yeah you do let, let let me stop you and you're not wrong what I am saying is that a lot of times people okay so when we were Christians mm-hmm. in in a world not too long ago we weren't malice <laughs> malicious people mm-hmm. we would have been the exact type of people the preacher who would have condemned the apothecary and I did because you know in 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 the life I lived living in Africa. We call those people witch doctors, and we treated them a certain way because they didn't believe in the Christian God that we had come to believe, right? Mm -hmm. So I would have found myself in a position where same thing happened, where I got sick with typhoid fever Mm -hmm. or with cholera, you know, at malaria, and all of a sudden, all them prayers ain't working. working. Who we going back to? The witch doctor. The witch doctor who going to give me them good trees and those good herbs to knock this shit out. Saved, uh, true story, saved me. I had typhoid. My atheist grandfather mixed some trees in the bowl for me, said, drink this shit. I'm only helping you out because you my son. I'm not going to let you die even though, you know, Jesus ain't here to save you. (laughs) 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 But because you my son. I love the new aspects you always throw in. I'm just throwing it. I'm just trying to show you and for y'all listening, I'm just being comical here because I really want you to get the points I'm trying to make that it happens more in your life than you realize right so it's not just some fancy or schmuck story about an apothecary and a preacher I'm showing you how this shit apply in your life because my grandpa could have let me die he didn't let me die because I'm his grandson Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying he was a herbalist a medicine man Mm -hmm. a witch doctor right he could have looked at me and be like Deji you, you don't willing? believe in this shit. You don't believe in this shit. I can't give it to you. I'm like, Grandpa. Go, go, go to go to church. Go, go talk to God. Go, you, you know, <laughs> but he didn't do that. But anyway, I digress. Just <laughs> want to call that out that a lot of times these people, a belief is a when you believe something, you are unaware to the blind spots of that belief. Yeah. So you are unable to see the moments where it becomes like, the very thing that's fucking you over. Yeah. If you believe something about money, you're unable to see that your beliefs about money is why you don't have any money. Yeah. I mean, and, and that really brings us to the, the last point on this Mulan as, um, at odyssey that we're going on here. W- to say that with Mulan, we really saw that she had to make a lot of choices to do things that weren't legal and so, therefore, technically wrong. But, but they, they were the were right thing, thing to, to do. do. So she was going in place of her father because he had no sons to fight for him. He'd already fought before. And he Obviously, father's older, like, you know, not in a prime condition to go to war. He is more likely just sentence. walking to his it was death. a death yeah. sentence. So by her stepping up and saying, I'm going to take this burden from you, that's the right thing to do. However, it could have got it was her illegal. Killed. It was the wrong thing to do on every measure of the, the, the standard. She was lying to her commanders, lying to her family, having to run away, uh, breaking every rule out there to do this. This even shows you, like the Bible tells, don't lie, don't lie. But look, sometimes... Telling Lying a lie is, is the, the right, right thing, thing to, to do. do. Right I was like at the end of Game of Thrones when uh when Jon Snow, <laughs> such an honorable lie. man, just had to tell one lie to Cersei so, so thousands of people could live. Truce. Thousands of people could live. Truce, no war, peace. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, I'm a man of honor. I can't, I can't lie. lie. Nigga, that's fuck not honorable. Your honor. That's not honorable because you can get it was the wrong it's the wrong thing to do to lie, but it was the right thing to do in that moment. To save thousands of lives, but you would rather condemn men to die because it goes against your moral code, because it goes against your perspective. That even reminds me of that quote. Oh fuck, who said it? Um 
Anyways, I was like, all it takes for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, good men do nothing because something is technically legal. It reminds me, again, of slavery. There's a lot of people, even in the time of slavery, who would look at it and just objectively knew, like, hmm. Something right This is not right. Like, this seems wrong. But, but because it was legal, people use that to justify not taking action when they saw someone being beat and they had a, a stirring or in their in stomach. even in the Aladdin live action, remember the, the, the sultan's guard, his chief guard at the end when Jafar uh, yeah. becomes sultan? All, we're doing all the movies today, guys. He's like, he's like, I don't think like, there's been a movie we haven't like, mentioned. Yeah, Game of Thrones, arrest, Matrix, arrest Aladdin. And he's like, well, I serve the sultan, and if this is the new sultan, then I, I guess that's the law. Yeah, he, he was technically, he always, a man who prided himself in following, following the, the letter of the law. And then and Jasmine then, had to look at him and be like, bro, you're a man of honor, so you have to be able to distinguish between when something is just, because it's legal, you yeah. know it's not when right. When it's right versus when it's actually right. Yes. Yeah. So th- that, th- yeah. that was some Use some judgment, there. use some perception here and some figure lessons, this shit out. some lessons yeah. but but these people who do what's right even though it's not legal you know what society does to them we condemn them we condemn them we ostracize them man oh this is a good conversation and i want to throw this out there so Deja and i we do this a lot in our downtime we take movies we take shows and we break them down we talk shit about them we we find these moments of philosophy within the storyline the perception and, is a bitch moment. yeah so often in these films and in movies they are great in real time examples of when perception is a bitch because we're on the fourth wall we're on the outside it's a great way to see it in in real time and see that in action so if you'd like to hear more discussions about this kind of thing like kind of breaking down movies and shows showing where perception was a bitch uh, let us know we can definitely do do more of these because we do this a lot in our free time okay If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on whatever audio platform you get your podcast on. Look, you might limit their potential, baby. (laughs) I'm not trying to limit their potential. The highest potential is five stars. I don't know why you'd be wanting to do anything (laughs) less. Their potential is whatever they want to rate it. You're not wrong. Don't forget, piabpodcast at gmail.com for your questions and recommendations. Society can be a bitch to live in don't let her limit the potential that you have live free no other life will do you're amazing we appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you next time